Okay, perfect. So I guess my first question would be that I noticed on your LinkedIn page that you went to Laurier from 2011 to 2015. Um, you had, assuming, I think you had a Bachelor of Technology Management, is that correct? Yes, yeah. Okay, okay, great. So as a Laurier grad, like how was the experience at Laurier and then how did it really help shape your career and what you wanted to do in the future? Yeah, so I actually went to the Laurier Brantford campus. Yeah. That's that's where they had the business technology management degree. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed the program. So the idea there is to bridge uh, a BBA degree with a computer science degree. Yeah. I think it's definitely more BBA focused than computer science focused, but the whole idea is that you you want to teach the business person the uh, background of technology and how to utilize mm -hmm. it in the business world. Um, so I felt like that was a really cool program um, and equipped me with the skills that I need to, to flourish in the economy today. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I also noticed that you also enrolled in the co-op program at Laurier. Uh, did that really help uh, in your career prospects and um, how was your experience at Suncor? Because I noticed that you were a business process analyst over there as well. Yeah, so co-op, I think, is probably the most integral part of my university career. Um, just being thrusted into the experience of working for, uh, you know, a company. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually worked for a small business and then also for Suncor. So right. I went from working for a business with 10 employees to a business with um, thousands of employees yeah. being with Suncor. So at Suncor, um, I really gained a lot of my Excel skills, <laughs> which allowed me to build that foundation of being an analyst. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think even I'm in co-op and I'm going to be entering my third co-op now soon in the winter. And it's great because you have the opportunity to, stay, to work with different firms and it really gives you a good idea of what you want to do in the future at such a young age. So you get so much of experience before graduating, which makes the core program really one of the best, I feel, at Laurier, for sure, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I think it definitely helps those students um, and provides them a leg up against the competition that don't mm -hmm. have that work experience. <laughs> definitely. So Tyler, as you know, I don't know if you remember, but I worked at StarTech.com too. In I do, I do yeah. remember. <laughs> at yeah, yeah. 2019. So <laughs> That that was my old team. Uh, was the market research team. So yeah, oh yeah. So Nolene, I'm assuming Nolene, uh, Kay, Lan. I think you yep. worked with them as well. Yeah. So I mean, I worked at Startup. I really found the culture amazing. You got to learn a lot, of, lot of technical skills, soft skills, and there was so many, so much room for learning new things and such a supportive management. But from your end, if you were to describe, how would, can you give me a brief background of the of Startup.com and your current role at Startup? Yeah, so um, StarTech.com, uh, it was founded in 1985, and uh, it's a privately owned company, <laughs> and it's a high growth company as well. So very entrepreneurial and um, forces you to find, always find new opportunities in the market. Um, and the market research team, which I was initially hired by uh, when I first started at uh, StarTech in 2016, um, you know, is almost uh, a core piece of that because that team tries to identify opportunities in new markets, new products, um, and 
what I did and specialized in was search engine optimization and keyword research. So that was my special specialization on that team, which led me into the team that I currently work on, which is the Amazon team. Uh, on the market research team, what we did is we actually built a statistical model to um, identify the main factors that affect a search engine algorithm on an e-commerce site. Um, obviously the biggest search engine uh, e-commerce site in the world is amazon.com. So that work allowed me and built the foundation for, for me to actually transition over to that team and uh, you know have an impact. Definitely. Yeah, I remember as a co-op student, as a market research analyst, I know one of the most challenging but fun parts was like building the data regression model where you can like correlate search ranking factors with sales. I think that was one of the most like cool things I learned because it really helped even like improve my Excel skills in terms of formulas and queries. It was really challenging, but it gave a really granular insight into how search engine optimization uh, works for sure. Yeah, that's great that you were able to work on that project, uh, Kay and I actually built the foundation of that. So yeah, she was great to work with. <laughs> <laughs> so as you said, you were previously a market research analyst and then you transitioned to an e-commerce role specifically with an Amazon analysis of Amazon and the starting relationship with Amazon. What drove you to change to a more specialized e-commerce role after becoming a market research analyst? Honestly, it's just chasing opportunity, right? So yeah. at that point, in my career, I felt, okay, I've been in this role for three years. What's next for me? So I actually applied for another role that was a digital marketing manager mm -hmm. at StarTech. Right. But they felt that my skills aligned more with this Amazon team. And, um, you know, just by chasing that opportunity, talking to my boss and letting him know, this is what I want to do with my career. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not only did he help me, but the company helped me transition into a new role to, to push me, right? And that's how I ended up on the Amazon team. Mm, okay. So interviewed for that role internally, got it. And um, when I initially got the role, I was managing 3,000 products, mostly in North America, right. mostly in the United States. Um but obviously focusing on a core group of those products that drive the majority of your sales, like the Pareto rule, 80-20. 80-20, yeah. Um, right? Which, right, which is definitely important. So um, had to focus in and key in on what are the products that are actually driving the majority of our sales. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I, 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 in, as part of a market research analyst, you were exposed to e-commerce. You used Amazon Vendor Central and Google, I think Google. Oh, yeah. Keyword, the Google Keyword Planner, which is really cool because I got to use that too. So would you say those were really important uh, transferable assets which you could bring to even Amazon merchan Merchandising Manager? Absolutely. The, this was the, these were the skills that allowed me to transition so seamlessly. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, it's, it's more than just keyword research and SEO, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have to understand the whole search algorithm. And the algorithm is e-commerce, right? Right, right, right? Amazon is a conversion engine. And yeah, keywords allow products to show up, but there are a million other factors that are playing a role there, right? Right. So yeah, it's search engine optimization, but there's a lot more to it that you have to understand. And uh, 
that alone allowed me to transition in Amazon role. Perfect. So, you know, you talked, it's really interesting because you talked about chasing opportunities. So I, I don't know if this is a, a, a question I can ask, but do you plan on staying in e-commerce or will you be open to even switching roles in the future or do you think in e-commerce as you're calling? Yeah. So I never want to shut a door. Yeah. I am open to uh, any opportunity that comes my way. And mm-hmm. I have had amazing leadership and bosses at startech.com. So they are able to help guide you and ask you the right questions to help you understand, you know, what the the areas that you need to push yourself, the areas that you like and enjoy. Um, And they can kind of also direct you where they think you should be trying to chase that opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. But right now, um, having been in the previous Amazon role that I was in and then being newly promoted into uh, the Amazon merchandising manager. I, I feel I have a couple of years in this role and then I'll be chasing opportunity again. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. So, you know, it's interesting because you're working specifically with Amazon and the algorithm uh, Amazon uses so you can boost sales of static products, improve the indexability of static products on Amazon. So what do you think about Amazon's relationship with StarTech.com? It's one of the biggest marketplaces in the world. And so how would you describe the relationship between StarTech and Amazon in terms of a vendor uh, relationship? Uh, That's a good question (laughs) because, you know, Amazon, they, they don't necessarily afford time for everyone. Right. And StarTech.com is actually lucky to have a vendor relationship with them. Yeah. Um, They actually, it's, it's an invite only program. So Mm -hmm. they only reach out to partners that, make X amount in revenue per year. <laughs> so the relationship is is good, but it's definitely not afforded to everyone. I'd say 90% of relationships are actually through the marketplace um, segment. So 3P, it's called. And you're really interacting with an interface. Right. Um, not, really, not really humans. And... Um, so the relationship, we're lucky to have one, but most companies, they probably won't have a human to human relationship with Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's more understanding and reading their FAQs and going to forums and talking to other people that are selling and trying to piece together the Amazon puzzle. Right, right. I, I remember when I first joined on co-op, I was, uh, there was like an orientation in the warehouse and one of the managers at the warehouse said that you have a love-hate relationship with Amazon. So I, I vaguely remember that as well. Like it's one of the best e-commerce distribution channels, but at the same time, it's pretty ruthless as well because it's so big and they have so much power over its um, buyers. So that was pretty interesting to learn as well. I guess one question I would follow up with that is um, you've been working in e-commerce for a while now. Uh, where do you see the e-commerce industry going in the next five to 10 years, especially uh, since online uh, purchasing has increased so much, uh, even due to the pandemic and yeah. Just the of the internet in general. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the pandemic is forcing a lot of companies to, yeah. to sell online and even um, not companies that you would traditionally think should sell online. So mm-hmm. look at the hairdressing or um, hairstyling industry. A lot of these people, they had to find a way to um, make income during the right. time of the pandemic. So instead of actually bringing people indoors, um, 
they actually started creating videos or walking through, um, walking people through how to cut their own hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and like, this is just a way that companies and um, different industries need to get creative to use that online space and to expand in e-commerce. But um, I mean, where do I think it's going to go? I think almost every business needs to be online in one way or another. Um, and depending on your product or service offering, uh, you have to be in more than one place. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Because e-commerce is now expansive. It's not just on one marketplace like Amazon. It's Google, it's Shopify, it's on social media, um, yeah. and beyond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, like even traditional brick and mortar stores, I think we'll have to adopt eventually and have different distribution channels because uh, people also buy a lot online growth is so much that uh, just having a physical channel is not enough uh, to generate sales and revenue. So I, I completely agree with that statement for sure. Um, I just have one last question for you. So this interview will be going out to Laurier students as well, you know, on our a, on a social media handles as well. Uh, what advice would you give for students who are trying to break into e-commerce either in their internship co-op or even as a full-time role? What can they do to maybe, you know, break into the e-commerce industry as soon as possible? Yeah, I mean, um, I never actually had a detailed plan myself mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. break into the e-commerce industry. Mm -hmm. What I did is I had a job opportunity and I took it and I was introduced to something that I otherwise you know, didn't know existed, which was search engine optimization. Um, I think at this point, just don't turn down opportunity. Um, obviously try and apply at places that have an e-commerce focus, mm -hmm. but even if you have to start in a different role and mm -hmm. transition like I did, right. because um, my first step wasn't to start in e-commerce. Mm -hmm. It was to start as a market research analyst right. And then from there, you're able to build your skills and your foundation to make yourself a more attractive candidate to, to maybe transition and get to that place where you want to be. Okay, perfect. So uh, that's a really interesting point as well. You know, transitioning, you know, gives you a leg up. But are there any technical skills which students can learn outside the classroom? Because you said it's a really analytical-based role. Are there any technical uh, skills students can maybe learn outside the classroom which gives them an edge when, hire, when, when applying for an e-commerce position? Yeah, definitely. So great question. Um, you have to know Excel. Yeah. Um, Excel is a magical tool. Um, I know there are a lot of tools and automation tools that um, might make it, you know, irrelevant or obsolete. I don't, I don't believe Excel is going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so there, there's that. And then also just understanding um, KPIs. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think, you know, there are technical skills, but I think that you can always learn uh, a new program. I think you can always learn how to use a tool, um, but you have to create an understanding of the mm -hmm. industry. And right. when I say, you know, really understand KPIs, know that if you're trying to um, increase brand awareness, you have to identify the metrics that you need so that you can track and measure that success. So for that, you need to increase impressions. 
you need to increase clicks. Right. Where increasing sales, if that's your goal, um, you have to look at conversions and your conversion rate. And these are areas, I think, that if you really understand the KPIs that drive e-commerce, um, it would it's really going to give you a leg up, not only on your competition in um, the e-commerce space, but uh, also against other people that are vying for that same position. Um, so number one tools, Excel. Yeah. Um, if you understand Amazon AMS, because advertising is a huge aspect of e-commerce, right? right? It's almost become pay to play. Right. So understanding the AMS platform, if you understand that platform, you're really going to understand a lot of the other advertising platforms out right. there as well. Um, and yeah, I think as long as you're always open to learning and asking questions, you can learn any tool that um, mm. either exists now or will exist in the future. Right. I completely agree. I think that combined with dashboard analytics also makes someone a really attractive candidate because I heard like using Power BI, for example, is a very well sought after skill, which employers are looking for specifically in a data-driven role. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Power BI. So um, it, it also depends on what kind of position you're going for, right? Because right. a lot of companies might have data and analytics specialists that create your Power BI dashboards for you. And you're the specialist on the other side that helps them understand the data so that they can create that dashboard. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that as long as you increase your Excel skills, it's very transferable to something like Power BI as right. well. So Excel is the holy grail, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, perfect. I think that's all my questions. It's a really insightful uh, conversation. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Um, well, I guess for you, obviously, you're interested in e-commerce. You're the VP, you said? Yeah, yeah. The vice president of external events, right? Yeah. So why um, is e-commerce so, um, I guess, attractive to you? Right. And what in e-commerce, first of all, um, turned your attention towards it? And two, what kind of role do you want to be in um, when you look at, you know, three to five years out? Mm -hmm. So as you said, I'm kind of in a similar position as you you were. So I wasn't looking for an e-commerce role. I used my first job as applying to a variety of positions. And luckily, I got matched at StarTech.com, a great company. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a PR e-commerce position, but as a market research analyst, I did get a lot of exposure to the product portfolio of StarTech and how they leveraged it online to the different third-party vendors. So just using the data, data analytics and seeing how important the, the internet, the e-commerce channel is to garner sales and how it can be optimized to really like improve indexability, searchability. And that leads to so many other factors as well, brand awareness, um, which really keeps, which also allows you to create, create new vendor relationships. So it's really, it's all interconnected. And that's why I was interested in e-commerce. Um, Again, as I said, I'm my I'm not closing any doors. I the role I want to do, I'm not sure exactly what department I want to be in, but I know I want to be in a data analytical driven role. I have done a bit of sales before. I've done a bit in a market research analyst at StarTech. I'll be taking a marketing strategy um, position in the winter as well. So I'm really looking to build my skill set as of now, and then in the future see where it where it takes me. 
uh, whether that I'm specializing in finance, so that's another hobby I have, uh, reviewing financial statements and, and stock markets. So that's one of the things which interests me as well. But as for the future, again, as I said, I'm not exactly sure of what specific position I want to be in, but I like a role which is a perfect combination of a customer-facing of, of customer role, and it's also analytical because I believe both of them are really important in today's world. Yeah, no, and I like that you brought that up because, um, you know, as much as my role mm-hmm. requires analytical thinking and problem solving, there's a huge element of me connecting with people internally right. as well. Um, and then also the element of understanding the customer, like consumer behavior. Um, but definitely don't discount the skills and, um, you know, the interpersonal skills that you'll need to be in the office because I interact with people daily and for me to actually get something done, uh, I need to have a couple meetings with different people and, you know, you do need to manage that relationship, um, for, I guess, to guarantee your success, um, to give an example there is, you know, you can run all the marketing activities that Mm -hmm. you want and test with pricing and do all of that stuff. But if you don't have the inventory to sell that product, well, guess what? You're not going to have any sales. Right. Right. Or you'll stock out and then you'll lose all the momentum that you gain. You have to work with the supply chain analysts and um, those people. I myself am not a supply chain analyst or an inventory planner, but they're integral aspect to my role. Right. That makes sense. That's that's really insightful, as I said. Um, yeah, I think is is it giving any other questions for me? Um, how are you liking Laurier so far? Yeah, I actually like it a lot. Um, so I'm an international student as well. So you know, I'm excited to graduate, but I'm also I also don't want to leave behind Laurier. But it's time to move on to a new phase. So I'm just looking to, uh, you know, hopefully graduate, get a decent, uh, get a get a job offer. You know. Uh, Right now, the pandemic, it's a little difficult as well because um, most people are working from home or they're outside Waterloo as well. So it's a little, it's a little quiet in Waterloo right now, but it's going, it's going pretty well. I'm living with, my, with a friend, so it's, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm having a good time, you know. It's a, it's a difficult transition to online classes, but I'm getting used to that as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it must be interesting. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, it's something which had to be done, so I have no complaints, but just looking to take it as it goes. Well, we're we're lucky to have the technology to, to yeah, support it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay. Thanks a lot for chatting with me. It, I really appreciate it. It really helps me helps us out, especially since we're a new club, so we don't have that much traction. So getting any industry experts to talk about their role and that experience would really help our club and the, and the surrounding community as well. Awesome. I'm glad I can help. Thank you.